Welcome to the Rise Up Fitness Podcast, broadcast from sunny Santa Barbara, California. We're here to go back to the facts, educate you in health and fitness, and help you rise up to your full potential. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Rise Up SD, the extremely caffeinated edition. Oh, man. We are about to talk about one of our Addie and myself's favorite subjects in the world, which is coffee. Coffee. Actually, we're going to talk more <laughs> Sorry about if I caffeine. Just yelled at you. <laughs> we're going to talk more about caffeine than coffee, but. Um, Yes. Um, we if, both have coffee in front of us if, as we speak. Yeah, we do. It's And it's 11.20 a.m. So just to give you an idea, I kind of sip on coffee most of the day, as does Addie. We have um, no fewer than three different coffee makers in the office with us right now. Yeah, there's three coffee makers in here. And by myself, Emily, and Addie, the partners in here, only two of us drink coffee. And we have three coffee machines. So, But we they all a, make different kinds. They do. Important. We have the one to make a big pot if we want it. We got, you know, the pod. You have to have your pod. The Keurig. And we got the Nespresso. Ooh, the Nespresso. You can't drink those all the time, though, because that'll hit the pocketbook, man. Those ones are a little more I know. More those are a little more pod, But when you want a really fancy, really good coffee, oh, man. Those, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, um, So, yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit about coffee, but also about caffeine. Um, we get a lot of questions about it. Um, is coffee good? Is caffeine good? Is it bad? Is it right? And people just loss, wonder. And all um, these things. yeah, just as a disclaimer, we're not here to debunk the entire idea of caffeine and all the various effects it may or may not have on your body. If it's good, if it's bad, we're just going to share some things that we um, have found a little bit through research and some of the things that people ask us most often. So again, this could be an entire series of a podcast by scientists, you know, and that that we are we are. We, we like to think of ourselves as, you know, casual research-based right. science-loving people, but we are not physicians. We're not, you know, research chemists. We are just, you right. know, and I think what reading the research and trying to relate that to you. I think the big, the big thing is here is before we start, just to kind of lay it out, if you don't drink coffee, we're not suggesting you should start necessarily drinking coffee or caffeine. Mm-hmm. If you do you know, drink coffee. We're not necessarily going to say that you need to stop drinking. Yeah, we're not recommending so I anything. I don't think it's necessarily, and you'll see in the research that we read, that's necessarily that you need to start or you need to stop. If you're a coffee drinker and you like that or caffeine drinker, keep it up. If you are, you know, not, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. We're just not recommending anything. Basically. But a lot, there's we're a lot of questions. It, you so we're going to tell you some of the facts. Telling you a little bit about it. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, I can start. Okay. Well, I just want to say, okay. So um, this is, and we do, um, have a lot of these, uh, studies that are linked. There's, um, an article that I'm reading from Healthline that has, um, cites a bunch of these different, um, actual like peer reviewed articles. Um, some of them are a little bit older. There's one that they cite from like 1989, one from 1995 that I, I'm always a little more cautious when articles are that old because I know this research is ongoing. So, you know, take everything with a grain of salt, but, um, So this is about how coffee may affect your metabolism. So it contains stimulants. We know that, right? Um, So in coffee, there are several things that can affect your metabolism. So caffeine, the main stimulant in coffee, that's what you're mostly, what we're mostly talking about. Theobromine, which is also the main stimulant in cocoa. It's found in smaller amounts in coffee. Didn't know that. Theophylline, which is another stimulant found in both cocoa and coffee and actually has been used to treat asthma. Um, And chlorogenic acid which is one of the main biologically active compounds in coffee. Um, and apparently it may help slow the absor- absorption of carbs, but I haven't clicked on that particular research article, so I'm not going to talk about that one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most um, important of these is caffeine. That's the one that's been studied the most thoroughly. The effects have been studied the most thoroughly. So basically it works by blocking an inhibitory neurotransmitter called adenosine, 
Um, and so that increases the firing of neurons um, and the release of neurotransmitters like dopamine and norepinephrine. So this makes you feel more energized and awake. So that's basically how caffeine works in your system, in your brain. That's what makes you feel and if you know oh, this, whether you're a coffee drinker or not, you have that cup of coffee, all of a sudden you start to wake up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or you know this, if you're not a coffee drinker and you accidentally have something with caffeine at 5 p.m. and all of a sudden you can't sleep and it's yeah. 10 p.m. So we all, we've all, hopefully, most of us have experienced this. I yeah. Think. You understand that there's that effect. That's just a scientific basis. Yeah. And there it. are, there's coding um, in your genes for what, how exactly it affects your body. Um, so that's why you get variation, obviously, with people. Some people, like myself, I can – this both has to do with tolerance and genetics. My family's like this. I can drink a cup of coffee and go straight to sleep. I can too. Other yeah. people, like you said, if they drink one at 3 p.m., they can't go to sleep till 2 a.m. So that also has to do with your genetics as well as your tolerance, how much you drink. Right, and it's like anything else. The first time – if you haven't worked out and you come in and you work out an hour, you're dying. If you work out an hour seven days a week and you go for – an easy hour workout, you, you just feel like almost nothing happened. Right. Your body, your body is adapting mm-hmm. to what you're doing. So you can adapt to caffeine. If you're not a coffee drinker and you drink, start drinking a lot of coffee, it's going to have a much mm-hmm. greater impact on you than if your, your body's adapted mm-hmm. to it. So why don't you talk about the effects on physical activity and I'll talk about the effects on metabolism. Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to talk about health and then we'll go into act physical activity. Okay. So before that, um, is uh, is it healthy or not healthy for you? So basically, according to a recent study, um, coffee is extremely popular in the United States, um, and it's where 75% of all the caffeine that we drink is absorbed. Um, 54% of Americans over 18, so we're not talking about kids because you probably shouldn't give, be giving kids coffee. I don't think they, they need it. They probably don't need it. Um, average at 3.1 cups every day. So over half the population drinks three cups of coffee a day. That's pretty solid. Well, as an average? As an that's average. pretty I mean, solid. That is. So we yeah. do a lot of it. Um, it's $40 billion a year industry, just on a side note. And we are in the case of COVID-19 and it's still considered essential. So... That'll tell you something, I mean, right? it is essential. Starbucks has a line, a drive-through line. It that is does. I drove by the other day and I was like, day. you know, maybe I'll just go get like a nice, no. nice coffee. And then I was like, nope, never mind. Yeah. Not worth it. So is it healthy for you and is it not? So um, what they've shown in this study is that you do see some side effects and, you know, that thing of like, you know, addiction. But um, as Addie was saying, is it, it kind of it's a stimulant. It kind of makes you become awake. You can do that. Um, and it's not the, the great takeaway of the literature is even though if you drink those cups of coffee and you're reliant on coffee as it's a drug, as mm-hmm. addicted to a drug, there's probably not any bad or negative side effects. A moderate, a, a moderate consumption of coffee is you not mean over the long term bad for yes, over mm-hmm. the long term. And actually what they've shown is, is that there could actually be some health, health benefits. Um, and they've shown that over a huge study, um, thousands and thousands of people is that if you moderately consume caffeine, you actually are going to live longer. And this doesn't you are just likely to live, likely longer. To live longer. This just do- also doesn't just go with caffeine. It also goes with, they did a study in Japan with people who drink mainly tea in Japan. It's not mm-hmm. coffee. The same benefits that they've seen in there. So people who drink coffee tend to live longer. That's not necessarily to say there's, you know, that's the only reason if you drink coffee, you're going to live longer, but it's definitely not as it's looking as like a negative thing on you. Okay? Right. All right. So let's go into... You know, first of all, it's not bad for you. Second of all, are there benefits? Okay. So I'm going to talk about performance enhancing benefits. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, as you know, in the, you know, the post doping age is when everyone was taking performance enhancing drugs and blah, blah, blah. You should see when I competed at a high level, the list of uh, prescription and non-prescription drugs and substances that is banned. It's almost everything. You By the way, have we decided how we feel about what's his name? 
Lance Armstrong Lance yet? Armstrong. We kind of been is yo-yoing on that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we can discuss that later. Okay. Um, so no, we haven't exactly. But um, what uh, I kind of wanted to mention to or let you guys know is, is that this is one of the rare drugs, and it is considered caffeine is considered a drug that is legal. Okay, so you can take it while you're racing, mm-hmm. and a lot of you who are runners or cyclists know this. If you get those gels, a lot of them will say caffeinated, not caffeinated, right? Mm-hmm. So what it does is it's not like um, like an anabolic steroid or something like EPO, which boosts it while you're working out. What it does, though, is it delays your um, time to fatigue. So what you're able to do when you exercise is, let's say, you start getting burned out within you know 20 minutes of going kind of at a very hard effort. Mm-hmm. This may delay that, and you might have the same feel that same intensity at 25 minutes or 30 minutes. So it delays it. Um, so. It's not totally clear exactly why um, that performance uh, benefit is there. Um, let's see if I'm reading right here. Um, this is a study that they've done. Includes um, sports performances. Where did I? Sorry, I lost this. But um, it is so soothing to w- listen to you try to read quickly and I find know, what you're I looking know, for. I know. Um, so they're looking at. Um, I'll come back to this in a little bit, but. Um, oh, so here it is. Sorry. There's plenty of evidence that caffeine enhances endurance and provides um, benefits for the athlete. Um, the most likely mechanism is that the central nervous system effects provide fatigue resistance or a masking of the uh, perception of effort. Okay. So that's like, as it goes longer, you don't feel as fatigued as quickly due to your central nervous system having the coffee. And there's a research study to show this. Um, the last thing to remember is more is not always better. Okay. So mm-hmm. in a lot of things is like we always want more is better, more is better, more yeah, is better. Yeah. If you take too much caffeine, like whether like caffeine powder or, you know, you can imagine it's like anything else. If you're, it's not going to be good, right? Well, it's not that it's not going to be good, but I, even if you're shaky and whatever, if it delayed your performance to fatigue, competitive people would take more. True but enough. they show that one to three milligrams per kilogram of body mass is the range that helps you gain those benefits. And if you go over that, it doesn't, get it doesn't, any you don't get any better. It doesn't make it longer so it to resist just, yeah, fatigue. It's, it flattens out. It flattens it out. Up. So yeah. you don't need to be so amped up and jittery. Right. So that's kind of the benefits that you get from endurance. So for people asking me, you know, oh, should I do it for, you know, for a race, before an event, before a workout? I think it's great. I drink a cup of black coffee before one or two cups of black coffee before a race. Um, and that gives me a caffeine boost. Also gets the body moving so that uh, your stomach's settled before the race starts. That's always a nice important. way to put it. A nice way to put it, but Charming. that's always important. Um, and everybody's different too. I mean, you might actually drink black coffee and it might upset your stomach. You know, there's, it, it depends on right you and yourself. So, you know, don't, I wouldn't recommend, and you're the actual coach so you can tell right. me this, but if you don't drink coffee, and you're about to go run a half marathon, I would not recommend no. drinking your first cup of coffee Absolutely ever not. right before the race. Absolutely not. <laughs> that might and be then, a bad right. idea. And then during the race or event, if it's a race, um, I do take caffeinated uh, sport gels. I do caffeinated in my drinks, that type of thing, and because it does show to have uh, an effect as you go through the race. So that's mm-hmm. always important. Um, but really quickly, going back, um, yeah, so basically if people ask me just a general thing, is it good to have coffee before a workout. And my answer is always like, if you're a coffee drinker, yes. If you want to wake up, drink a cup of coffee on your way to your workout or before you go to workout, it's, it might benefit you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have before following in the footsteps of Laura, who's one of our members, uh, drank iced coffee during a workout. You can do that too. It was very refreshing. Okay. Um, so that another question, another thing that's metabolism um, out there in the world. Yes. Is what is coffee, um, due to your and caffeine due to your metabolism? So 
The short answer is that it does temporarily stimulate your metabolism. Um, basically what it does is it stimulates the nervous system, which sends direct signals to fat cells, telling them to break down fat. And it does this by increasing blood levels of the hormone, um, epinephrine. So it's, that's the short answer. But within that, again, looking at these studies that they have, they have, they have a pretty limited scope. There may be more studies out there. Um, and I'm sure there are, cause this is a big question. Um, but these particular ones have, have a slightly limited scope um, of people, and they do only really measure their metabolism and how it changes in, like, the several hours following caffeine consumption, not necessarily as a long-term effect. Right. Um, but um, so so epinephrine is also known as adrenaline. I yeah. Think I knew that somewhere in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, travels through your blood to the fats fat tissues, signaling them to break down fats and release them into your blood. Um, of course, releasing releasing fatty acids into your blood doesn't help you lose fat unless you're burning more calories than you consume. So it's not just like you can drink coffee and lose fat. And lose fat. It doesn't work like that. Um, right. Otherwise, everyone who drank a ton of coffee would be super lean, right? Which is not necessarily the case. And yeah, and there's one other thing that mixes in with what I was saying, which um, is pretty interesting, which is that it's exactly unclear what this is. Yes, it gets released into the muscle. But you also have to remember it delays the time to fatigue. So if you're actually able to work out harder because you have caffeine, that in turn is also going to allow you to right. make so it, the most of that workout session, aka, I don't like to put it this way, but burn more calories, but actually do more work during the workout. Right. So it may it may aid with that. Um, they do say that um, – so basically what it does is it – and it okay, so that's one section of it okay. is sending the, that hormone to tell your fat cells to basically break down. Um, the other part of it is that it does help you increase in, increase increase your resting metabolic rate, which is the rate at which you burn calories when you're just doing nothing. What your body has to use up as energy in order to stay alive. Um, the higher your metabolic rate is naturally, um, the easier it is for you to lose weight. Now, that doesn't always mean that having a high metabolic rate is super advantageous. So this is just in case you're wondering why doesn't every human have like a super high metabolic rate or why doesn't every animal or every It was being... actually a disadvantage yeah. when we weren't, when pl- food wasn't everywhere, even a hundred years ago, it was an advantage to have a slow metabolism. Exactly. The fewer calories that you need to stay healthy and stay, you know, mobile and active and able to move around, the better. It's like actually what we were talking about with um, Huskies when we were talking right. about my dog. They, he barely eats relative to his body size, but it's a very... That's actually a very efficient mode of being. Yeah. Now, what we want, most people want now is to have a higher metabolic rate so that you, you know, don't, you can eat more calories and you won't, you know, gain fat and stuff right. like that. But our bodies are not designed to be in the world we are where there's literally food everywhere and right. high caloric, low nutritional food everywhere. We weren't meant to be there. And it's interesting to no, see yeah, on a, not only high on a husky. Highly, yeah, caloric food everywhere, but also in a world that demands that we be constantly right. skinny. Which and is, your your dog right? was a great example. It's a very if you if you a normal another size dog that's another breed that they look exactly the same size as him might get, you know, he might get Bane might get a half to a third of, of what or that a, that about half to three quarters yeah. of what that dog would eat. And that's all he needs to survive. And if you give him what a normal dog would eat, he would, he'll actually gain weight and be unhealthy. Yeah. And be, and have, yeah. And be unhealthy. So, um, anyway, um, back to what caffeine does to it. So some studies show that caffeine can increase your resting metabolic rate by three to 11%. Um, but again, when you just state that it's like, oh, that sounds great. That means I should drink coffee all the time at, you know, whatever. But again, this is, shown only in some of the hours following 
caffeine consumption. And it's also shown that you do build up a tolerance to this effect so that the longer you drink coffee, the more you drink coffee in your life. It's not going to increase your metabolic rate every time you do it necessarily. So So that's important. The idea is that it, it, it might peak, like it might stimulate a peak, a rise in your resting metabolic rate following consumption. It's going to fall back down to where it was. And the more you drink coffee, the less that the, the lower that peak is going to go. It's not going to be jumping right. up every time. So kind of to summarize that res up what Addy said, which is absolutely important material into the real world, is, is that let's say you go to a workout and you burn 500 calories. You have to be working your butt off for an hour right. typically for, let's say, an average middle-aged average size woman. Burn 500 calories is challenging to do. You mm-hmm. can do it at rise up, obviously, um, but it's it's not super easy. Um, so if for the... For, for you to, if you burn 3% more calories or 500 calories, you're talking about 15 calories. Okay. So you may, that's the, on the lower end and you may burn more than that, but the high end would be 55 calories. Yeah. So it's not, so it's not really significant, mm-hmm. right? To burn 15 calories, you need to do an extra couple minutes of exercise, right? right. To burn 50 calories, you might need to do an extra five, five to yeah. seven minutes. So when you're thinking about like, well, I'm really going to make sure I have my coffee so I burn more calories, it's you could just exercise an extra five or six minutes and get the same effect. Right. So, so again, it's not – Don't – it's not – It's not bad. It's, it's not bad. It's a good thing. But don't look at, you know – Drinking coffee life. to oh, lose Oh, you drink calories. coffee and lose weight. Like it's not – if that's your only tool and you're serious about losing weight, you're – that's not going to be successful. It's not going to be helpful. It's yeah. almost negligible on that effect. It's not to say don't do it. It does have – it's good that it doesn't go the other way, right, and decrease your metabolism. Right. But it's not the benefit that a lot of companies – oh, use caffeine, use this shake because it speeds up your metabolism. And a ton don't of those pills, those like hydroxycut and, and things like that, they – they basically use caffeine to claim to help to stim like stimulate well, your and metabolic other relate, and a whole bunch of other stimulants. And it's just to, no, yeah. never if losing weight were actually able to be solved by a single pill, we would not have 10,000 10, different, <laughs> different kinds. And so many people who have such a challenging time losing weight. It just, it's, there's no magic fix. It's just not what right. it is. So don't buy into that stuff. It's a lot of that, those pills and things like that. I mean, through the past several decades, we've seen a lot of the harmful effects that can come from right. pills purporting to uh, to help you lose weight. So, and I think, so that was the really good summary. Thanks for that. Um, so we get hit on metabolism. We hit on that. We, well, first we hit on that it's not really bad for you. Okay. Right. Then we hit on. Um, Could be good for you. Yeah. What it does to your performance, which mm-hmm. is totally different than, you know, your metabolism. And then we said, what does it do to your metabolism? So these are all slightly positive effects, I think, on every realm, nothing earth shattering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, what what kinds of coffee should you be drinking? Because that's a big question, especially when we do our simple 30 program. Or caffeine, yeah. Some types of caffeine protein. and what types of you know things. Um, so I have a lot of people ask me in particular about, well, maybe let's get to it. We could, well, I would just say that for them. Okay, so I just think the first thing that is, is is don't put added sugar or artificial sweeteners in your caffeine or coffee. Okay, so that's the big thing. Okay, so, you know, especially not the coffee. That's not to say you can't have a Frappuccino every once in a while as a very special treat. But if your daily, if your morning coffee is like three tablespoons of sugar, caramel syrup, you know, okay, yeah. like so, whipped cream. So we're talking about the caffeine burns an extra if in a, after a hard workout might burn an extra 15 to 50 calories and you put a spoonful of sugar in, <laughs> it's going to negate that and also go the other way. So 
try to keep the sugar out, especially when, you know, the syrups and any kind of artificial sweeteners that are calorie as well. We know those are not good for you. One thing you can do stevia. Stevia is a natural sweetener, zero calorie sweetener. There are some studies that go both ways with stevia, but you know, I'm thinking better off mostly going black. So just try not to, unless it's a special treat or something on a regular basis, don't add those extra sugars to your coffee. That's going to be a negative effect. And there are like, there's, there's times where, again, you can talk about this with somebody if you are, you know, in a particular situation where you want to talk to a nutritionist or somebody to help advise you with your diet, that's definitely a question to talk to them about. These are just generalizations. Adding extra sugar to most things is something you want to avoid. Right. Will it be the end all be all of your health? No. Um, and if you have more specific questions about that, you should talk to somebody specifically. But generally speaking, you know. We don't avoid, want to add added sugar Avoid to adding yeah. sugar. And uh, there have been, um, well, I'm not going to say it because I don't have a study to back it up. All right. Well, if you do, and if you do do milk and, um, if you do do milk and, you know, dairy and that type of thing, and you, you want to put a little bit and you like that, you know, lightening up your coffee, a little cream in there too. If you're not lactose intolerant, um, you know, and you want to put that in, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world for you too. I typically add, um, I typically add a little bit of half and half or more often I do, um, a little bit of milk. I really, milk doesn't seem to bother my system at this point in my life, um, lactose intolerance is so fascinating. I just listened to a podcast about it, but anyway, um, and I'm, you know, that's, that works for me. And I find that milk itself is pretty sweet. Um, even though it's just regular, but, um, you can also do almond milk, oat milk, any of those other milk alternatives that you like. So Um, if you're going to go one way or the other, we'd say, you know, try to skip the added sugar or artificial sweeteners, the dairy, as long as your system's okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. You'd probably be okay. Yep. Um, and then the last thing we want to talk about, we get a lot of questions about this, especially, uh, is bu- bulletproof coffee. It's yeah, kind of I get new these rage. questions all the time during Simple30. And it's 30. really common now with the ketogenic diet and everything else. And so people, I think a lot of times people hear about this and they hear it in a weight loss context. Because when you hear keto, you don't think about what the other effects are. You think about weight loss. And so because it's used in the ketogenic diet... Now, bulletproof coffee is automatically this super healthy thing that everybody needs to do. Right. And there is an actual company called Bulletproof Coffee that um, they advocate, of course, their products because that's how it works in marketing. Um, And basically what, for those of you that don't know, the official Bulletproof Coffee is coffee with grass-fed butter and two tablespoons of MCT oil. MCT oil stands for... um, Yeah, and this is, is I it? think that, well, you look at it, I think that this was the original. Medium chain triglycerides, which is okay. a fancy way of saying it's oil. It's refined and processed oil is what it is. Yeah, and I heard about, I have I read, was hearing about bulletproof coffee as early as 2000. I must have been training for my first Ironman. So it must have been 2009, 2010. So this is not something that's new. It's a lot of more people have heard him on the last, is you know, this is, that was 10 or 11 years ago. Um, but I think I'm pretty sure that was before this company was founded and it was called Bulletproof Coffee. And the original one that I kind of heard was you either add grass fed butter or ghee instead of that weird, whatever triglyceride oil, it was almost coconut oil. So those were the things that you buy coconut oil and then that, um, you know, use ghee, which is a clarified butter or grass fed butter. And you whip that up in a blender with some really hot coffee and it turns it tastes almost like a, um, like a latte or very, you know, that type of thing, really creamy one. It really doesn't. I mean, maybe that's okay, just me. So, it definitely doesn't appeal to me as a person. I, But everybody's different. Well, and so a, th- a couple of things we want to talk about that and say about uh, that I think is that um, 
it's considered healthy in a sense where you're drinking coffee, right? You don't have artificial sweeteners or dairy and you have potentially what a lot of people consider healthy fats, right? Coconut oil and or glass, grass-fed butter or ghee, healthy fats that are going to go into your coffee. So you get that really creamy, sweet flavor without it feeling like, you know, you get that cream without it feeling like you're doing all these extra calories that you would potentially be doing in like a mocha or a latte or that type of thing. Um, the one thing that I want to remind people is, is that, you know, coffee is, this is almost like as many calories as you buy one of those huge Starbucks things. When yeah. You get it's, it. it's a lot of calories. And so for someone who's really trying to lose weight, this is definitely not something that's going to extirpate up metabolism or help you lose weight. It's kind of, in my opinion, unnecessary. And while those ingredients may be healthy, um, you know, these are, there's different ways, which I think are better to get a healthy fat, right? I'm, I think you're better off, not necessarily better off, but why don't you have a handful of nuts or an avocado or something with other nutrients in it to get yeah, that healthy fat during the day? This is something too, that I will, we will talk about it and we will actually hopefully talk to somebody who, who has a lot more, um, experience with the actual, um, dietary effects of the ketogenic diet and things like that. But in terms of this, what frustrates me and what I see in the world and and the way that it's portrayed in advertising and in things that are, you know, aimed at people who are trying to lose weight is that they just put this out there as this is healthy. This is how you do this. And, and it tastes really good. And, it, you know, and it's got healthy fats and this and this and this, which is all good and fine until, you know, there's a misunderstanding that, okay, well, if this is going to be a 600 calorie cup of coffee, there has to be a 600 calorie or more adjustment elsewhere if you are trying to lose weight, right? right? And you can absolutely have that many five or 600 calories. And like we were just talking in an extremely hard, challenging hour workout, you may burn 500 calories. You're going home if in your, if let's just put in this perspective, if you are looking to lose weight or do that, and then you go home and make bulletproof coffee, you may be putting all those calories right back in negating you know, the calorie deficit that you potentially could have had. Right. And it's, so I, I just get frustrated with, with how much of it is put out there without anything to back up exactly how it's going to affect you. Right. Um, and also there, there is the part of it where that much fat and that much saturated, saturated fat in particular can be really damaging to somebody whose system, you know, if, if you have any number of health conditions or a tendency in your family for, you know, higher cholesterol and things like that, and again, something to discuss with your doctor and not that I would make recommendations on, but a lot of these. So um, this is another article from Healthline that has a few of these studies that are backed up where basically this coffee is pretty low. This type of thing is pretty low in nutrients. Some of the, the grass fed butter does have some nutrients in it. Um, not to say coconut oil does, but this, 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 one, this, this recipe does brand, not have even coconut oil in it. Um, it's high in saturated fat which is, again, for some people might not be an issue, but for some people it really could be. So right. it's not a cure-all for every person. Um, so it's it's basically like it's it's not a one-size-fits-all. It Not everybody will do well drinking it, just like not everybody does well consuming a lot of caffeine. Right, right. So, you know, what I would just say about it is when people are like, should I be drinking it? And I'm like, if you don't have it in your diet already, if you're not like – you shouldn't be adding it I in. don't think you need to be adding it in. If it's something that you've been doing keto and you really want to have it as part of your life, you know, I, I, again, I'm not going to make a recommendation, but I, I do think that I mean, I'll just, for most people who are just trying to live healthy 
lives, like, and work out an average amount, I don't think it's something that you really need to have in your daily life. Right. I a hundred percent agree. And that's what I advise people who ask me about it. Cause we do get asked this on our simple 30 plan. It, should I be doing this? And the answer is, do you do this already? And usually it's no. The one recommendation when I would have people is that the how I knew how long ago I'd first heard of this is because that's when I was actually having Bulletproof coffee a couple of times a week. And that was when I was training for Ironman. I was training an average of like 16 to 20 hours a week, about three hours a day. And I was already at the – I didn't want to go down in my weight, right? right? I was already at the weight I was at. So that's a specific case where I'm actually trying to get more calories into my body and that was a really good thing, that way that I could have that and get some extra healthy fats in there. And so that was the one situation where I would recommend it for people. For the vast majority of people, I'd just say, are you not? Are you doing it? Yeah. It's not necessary. We just just leave it out. Like, so yeah. That's kind of where we're at. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, again, there we could that could be a whole other conversation. But basically, um, you know, go coffee. Coffee go is coffee, good. Go coffee, yeah. So the Try to leave the caramel syrup out it, of it if you can you most may of the live, time. Yes, you may live longer. You may get some added exercise boost in uh, lengthen your endurance. You may get a little extra speed up your metabolism slightly, and those are all good things. And if you don't drink coffee and it's too much for you, stick with what you're doing. Yeah, and again, this is caffeine we were talking about, not necessarily just coffee. So right. tea. that does it exist in Includes tea, tea. Um, and some other things too. So uh, what I will say Stay away is from don't, the Diet Coke. I was going to exactly say that. It is in a lot of sodas, but let's not go that direction. No. Any benefit that you would get from it would probably immediately be negated by, by, by chemicals. By chemicals and yes. other things that you, you know, don't want. All right. So. All right. Thank you, guys. Another little bit of a long one, but hopefully we brought you some valuable information. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.